Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, hello. Welcome, folks. We are mass communicating. Welcome to Touchdowns All Day with John Barber, the podcast. The podcast that's so fresh. It smells as if you've just popped a can of tennis balls. So fresh. So fresh. Let me ask you folks. You wanna what are you doing right now? Do you wanna do you wanna do a podcast real quick? You wanna talk? Wanna hang? Let's do it. It's you, it's me. Here we are. We're mass communicating. Drop us a line, ask us a question, send us a DM, shoot us an email, tweet at us. Get on the other side of the court, grab a racket, and let's play some tennis. Just use the hashtag at touchdowns all day. And uh, we changed our Twitter handle to at TDAD baby because we changed the touchdown all day. Uh, what is it? An anagram? An anachronon? Anachronon? Anachronian? We changed our anachronian to uh, TDAD because it's touchdowns instead of TAD. So those of you who really love TAD, um, we're going to have to just give you tickets, free tickets to concerts until you just are cool with TDAD, if if that's okay. Because we already changed it everywhere, and we can't go back because it was a huge pain in the butt to change it in the first place. If anyone who's had uh, had an acronym, you know how hard it is to change an acronym. It's really bad. So we changed it. TDAD, that's the acronym for those of you who can't write or spell, or, you know, or you just think acronyms are cool. Like anyone in the military, you probably love that. Uh, so we just want to big up to all the Biscuit fans in the world. Uh, this is from, this is a Twitter question from Mike Russo, his uh, at great Quux. I don't even know what Quux is. Two U's in that one. Real, real interesting. Uh, Barbara Shreds love the show, but don't forget to start out. With that dope theme music. All right, we're going to do that. We're going to kick the show off this week with the theme song. Let's rock. We're mass communicating. We're mass Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Shoutouts to our contest winners for the Disc Jam show. We gave away 
tickets in on the contest and literally everyone who played won. Except for one dude. I'm sorry, person who did not win. I forget your name. I don't want to announce you on the show and embarrass you. Because everyone else who played the contest won. I don't know how you didn't pull it off, bro. Maybe you need to move closer to the city of Richmond. Because, uh, you know, the Biscuits haven't played there in a while, but... The city of Richmond is special. We love the city of Richmond, and we'd like to thank the city of Richmond for their support. And uh, I'd also like to do a quick omissions, you know, a correction, if you will. Uh, Stephen Williams, who is I Am Kicking It on Twitter, he is the guy who invented the GOAT Cyclone playlist on Nugs.net, and we just want to credit him because it was 100% his idea, and uh, congratulations to Stephen for saying something that was so dope that it wandered into my Nugs ad somehow. Um, so, Camp Bisco. That's what this show's about. That's what this episode is about. This episode's about Camp Bisco. And we are going to give away a couple tickets to Camp Bisco. So, here's the rules of this one, folks. And this is the way it is. It's just, it's called Touchdowns All Day, but really it's free tickets all day. That's, that's, what, that's what the show's really called. Um, which would be FTAD, if you're in the military. Operation FTAD is in full effect. Uh, for the Camp Bisco tickets, I don't know how many tickets they're going to let me give away. They might let me give away a bunch, but they're definitely going to let me give away two. So let's just get that out of the way. Tweet at the Touchdowns All Day with John Barber podcast using the hashtag Touchdowns All Day. And also hashtag your three favorite bands that are on the lineup. Okay. So that could be Sound Tribe, Tipper, Liquid Snail, Space Jesus. It could be Twiddle. It could be Ganja White Knight. It could be Aqueous. It could be Numa Live, who was on the show. It could be Odessa. It could be Umphreys McGee. Rusco, our old friend Rusco, is on the show. Very excited to see him. Uh, just so many bands, you know. Liquid Stranger, just, just so much great stuff. Uh, the Soul Rebels are on there. Sun Squabby's on there. Just going to be dope on every level of this festival. Super psyched about it. Um, so I want you guys to get some free tickets. Pick three. Hashtag them. Hashtag touchdowns all day. The drawing is on July 1st. And if we pick you with our random number generator, then you will get two tickets. Um, so I guess uh, I guess we're going to jump right into music here. There's so much. I, there, I can't do this show when there's so much to talk about. I don't know what to do. I, there's so much to talk about. We're going to get into it, but we have Camp Bisco coming up, and that's what's really important. So let's listen to some music. Rich Steele picks some jams, and we're going to get started right here. So this is Camp Bisco from 1999, August 21st, and basically, this is at the Toontown Campground in Cherry Tree, Pennsylvania, and this was the first time that we ever inverted waves. And I got a Twitter question about talk about inverting something. Talk about why you guys invert songs. And so to those of you who don't know about the biscuits, we will play one song and just twist it into another part of that song. Usually the end twists into the beginning, but it really could be anything. And we call that an inverted song. And this was... The invention of the inverted song, if you will, where the end of Above the Waves happens to be the beginning. It just, it's a little musical moment 
that is the beginning and the end, and it's also in the middle too, but it's in the beginning and the end as this little this little meme, and we just call one meme the other, and boom, next thing you know, you're in the other part of the song. So let's listen to this. This is the uh, beginning of inverted songs, and Rich Steele says he remembers this being super cool at the time. So let's check it out. is super high energy house funk that has lost control and it's almost it's 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 such a pace it's breakneck speed this stuff and it's about it feels like it's about to twist into like a jungle type of beat or something and it's right on this edge but it's just so loose at the same time that it's 
where's it going to go, really? There's You need a, a, a good riff to take it to that next step. But there's so much going on that there's not a simple riff to latch on to. So let's see if we find a riff here or if we space out and go into some astronaut land or something, which it sounds like we might be ready to do. So there you see the classic stage battle, if you will. You see jam music creates conflict. And you hear there the guitar and the bass are going in different directions, frankly. And what is that all about? It's just two guys playing their ass off. It's just two guys thinking, hey, this sounds great right now. But when you listen to it, you can hear that I'm kind of picturing one world that we're going to, and Mark's picturing another world that we're going to, and on that other side of the harmony chord, we're going in different places. So the question is, when you're playing in that situation, is how do I know what you're trying to do, and how can I play something that works for what I'm thinking we're going to do, and also grabs what you're doing and brings them together. And you look for that note, and sometimes you find it, and it's just the greatest thing ever. And you can hear, I keep playing this one note, because I keep thinking that's the note. But when listening to it, it's me thinking, oh, I think we're going somewhere else harmonically. I think almost the whole jam. So here we come back around, and you learn one of the things about about jam music is that the lowest note generally has the general control of things. So if your bass is playing one thing and you're playing something else, you're going to go up to that. You're going to end up on the bass at some point in time. It's just a fact. So here's a, this is a musical example of that right here.
song came right after that we hop into waves there we play to the end then we loop around the beginning we go into the beginning of the song that had never happened before and uh the band has been doing that for years with every single song in every different situation uh that is an inverted song so dan turret from twitter dinaz 13 asks uh barbara Treads love the pod it's cool how you guys rearrange songs to make them inverted dyslexic could you please talk about the work that goes into setting that up and speculate why other bands don't do it? Well, look, I don't know why bands do what they do. I don't get it. The Biscuits are the weirdest band, and we think that's normal. So asking me what bands, to speculate on what other bands do is, is you know, it's just, I, I don't have a really good answer. I don't understand why bands do anything. I don't understand why people go on stage, you know, with like tracks playing from computers for the whole set. I don't understand that. But I'm not them. And I'd probably understand it if I was them. So it doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm glad that really the Biscuits are one of the few bands that do inverted songs because, geez, you know, we at least have something interesting that we do that other people don't do. You know, that's our panda is flipping the songs around. As far as the work that goes to setting that up, uh, it does take a little work. You do have to talk about it. You do have to get with it. There's usually a point in the song where everybody thinks of the end of the song as suddenly the beginning of the song. So, and that's what an inverted song is, when the end of the song becomes the beginning of the song, and then you, so you jam into the song, you play the ending, then you flip it, and then you play the beginning, and then you jam out to some other song. And yeah, we do that stuff all day long, and really other bands don't do it, but some have. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that any band could really do that, honestly. Any band could do it. And it's fun. You know, it's fun. So, um, that was that's the inverted song. All right, so I just want to point out that Crunk uh, Mike has done a really great job with the podcast. If you listen and you're not subscribed then, you know, what the fuck? You guys should subscribe. Crunk Mike is working his ass off to get you guys to subscribe. Uh, we have just been put on a ton of podcast networks. We're on the Apple Podcast Network. Look, we're gonna. I'm going to talk about this once, okay? I'm not going to make this list happen every week because I understand that you guys are listening now and you don't need to be told every week because that's absurd. Uh, let's just do it now. Let's just do the run through this one time. Stick with me. Don't switch over to Tom Marshall's podcast. Stick with me for just this list so Crunk Mike can get his due of all the work that he's done. He's got us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Simplecast, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, PocketCast, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, basically everywhere you possibly have podcasts. I haven't even heard of all those places. I have now. And uh, so thanks to him for getting that done. We're not going to do that list 
it's going to get longer and we'll just tell you what we add. So if you want to rewind and write those all down and then go subscribe on every single one of them, that would be dope. I really like that plan. Uh, and so, you know, there is this Osiris podcast network that we're on. And speaking of Tom Marshall, uh, he has his own podcast. It's called Under the Scales. And it's, uh, you know, he does interviews and he uh, gives people a really good look into the songwriting and the lyrics of Fish. And, you know, you get to meet everybody that's part of the Fish machine. There you go. Tom Marshall's podcast is the way to do that. The guy is a legend and that's already a done deal. So you want to hear what he has to talk about? I do. So, you know, that's the easy way to do it. Just listen to his podcast under the scales. So let's get back into Camp Bisco. Let's get back into Camp Bisco because we have another jam here. Um, This one is going to be Camp Bisco. Same show, eight twenty one ninety nine. This is Little Live Basis. Thank you. 
Wow, right into basses. I didn't even see that coming. Great melody. That melody should just be a song. And there was there was a point in that earlier where, where there was something we talked about earlier where I had a, even I, what could have been a better melody. I got to go back and listen to it. Um, and that other melody I drop after doing it once, and it was great. And I dropped it, and I, I do that. I don't know what's wrong with me. But at this time, it worked. I came back around and found a really great melody at the top of the jam. And that's dope. Um, so this should be a song, and we'll probably turn it into one as we go. A little screaming at the end here. All right, there we go, into basses. Really nice little lie, good stuff. Band played great there, love to hear it. Uh, there is just so much to talk about, though. It's really unbelievable. Uh, let's let's talk about what happened this week. Let's get into it. Uh, I don't really want to talk about this because I'm not feeling like... I just don't want to say anything bad about anybody because I don't have any real negative feelings. I mean... This week, Jam On, the radio station that has served the jam community for years and years and years at this point, and really was the only place on the internet where you could you knew as a person who played a live instrument on stage that you could get your music listened to. You could get it played. Um, there's so many bands that got played on Jam On, so many bands that I heard for the first time on Jam On. Uh, that radio station uh, was replaced this week by Fish's station. And Fish deserves a radio station on, on Sirius, there's no question. I mean, those guys are the best, and they 100% deserve a station. And I really believe that. And I know a lot of people think that that's true. And also, I feel like the jam on station was a big part of what was great about Sirius, especially for me. I mean, I might be biased, but a lot of people feel that way. So, really, the only thing that, that really gets me is, you know... The fish guys, who are the top of our industry as far as, you know, the jam, the bands in the industry, they're the top of the heap. And Sirius, which is the top of the heap for radio station people in our world, definitely. Those guys get together in a room, talky, 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 and they come out of that room, and what they come up with is, let's kill the jam on station. And I just, I don't understand what that is. Like, I don't understand why that was a good idea. I get it. The, all the things you had to do, all the things. Fish needs its station. I get it. All these things have to happen. Maybe the ratings at Jam On are worse than I thought they were. But, you know, I just, I, you know, I just don't get why that was the decision that the smartest people came up with. You know, There's so many people are devastated or just really upset that, they lose jam on and uh you know i just don't understand why that, why that was what happened but at the end of the day look it's just a it's just an avenue it's just marketing jam on is just marketing and we're all making music and it's you're gonna make music anyways you know what i mean we're just gonna make music and that's what it is and so sad to see jam on go but you know we all will survive that one and in, as a touchdown to all day, salute to Jam On and Sirius Satellite Radio. We're going to do our first touchdowns all day top seven list. This week on the show, we have the top seven radio shows that they could have used 
for the Fish Channel and Left Jam on Alone. Here are the top seven other channels that they could have replaced. Number seven, the Rod Stewart Channel. Number six, channels they could have replaced is the Tumbleweed Network. That's on like 795, that one. Number five, the Russian Figure Skaters Triple Lux Anthems 24-7 channel. Channel number four, they could have replaced, instead of Jam On, is Chernobyl. Yes, that's a good one. They could have replaced that one for sure. Channel three, the number three channel they could have replaced... Dirty Dancing with the Ghosts, starring Patrick Swayze. Yes, that's a real channel. Uh, Number two channel they could have replaced is Y2 Country. That one uh, needs to update its name, I think. And the number one channel that Sirius could have replaced, instead of Jam On, is channel 782. Traditional holiday music. Thank you, folks. There is our first top seven list on the Touchstones All Day podcast. All right, so Nugs.net is the destination for live music on demand. They have a growing collection of over 15,000 full-length concert recordings. You'll never run out of live music to explore on Nugs.net. You can, you can literally listen to it on your desktop, on your iOS app. You can listen to it on Sonos and Blue OS. You can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it on an airplane. You can listen to it at the airport. You can listen to it when you drive around. You can listen to it at a party. You can do whatever you want. Nugs.net is a great place to listen to a show from last night or a show from 40 years ago. If you listen to my last episode, episode six, I gave a long story about Nugs.net. But this week, we're just going to go with the pitch. Support Nugs.net. Nugs.net slash touchdowns is your link. Go there, sign up today, and you get 35% off for a year subscription. And you support the jam bands. Do it, folks. Nugs.net. Also, Concentrated on Cannabis, your resource for taking your cannabis business to the top. Any cannabis business Concentrated on Cannabis is here to teach successful techniques and practices from seed to sale in the cannabis industry. Max Platt is the leader of this company. And if you are in the cannabis business, you owe Max a phone call or an email. Just let him just hear what he has to say. He's been in this business a really long time. He can help you avoid the landmines. It's ConcentrateOnCannabis.com and the Instagram is Max.Swell.Minds, M-I-N-E-S, and uh, I'm going to ask him to change that Instagram because it just doesn't say Concentrate on Cannabis. Um, But Max is a great guy and can really help you. All right, so let me read a quick Twitter question. Uh, This is going to go to some crazy... I got to talk about this too. All right, so Rock, at Strangest Design... uh, TD Baby, Nugs.net, Happy Friday, couple Nugs.net related questions. First one is, the first one's related to me. So there's Will, Barber, and Disc Jam, Barber and Friends with Lotus, be on Nugs. And uh, and so it, I played with Lotus at Disc Jam, and it was cool. And uh, we'll be on Nugs. So I looked on Nugs to see if it was there. I googled Nugs, Lotus, Barber, and boom, popped right up. And I looked at the review for this 
you can buy the show, I guess, off of Nugs. And I looked at the review, and uh, let's just read this one review. Just to see how, you know, this has been a week of interesting things. And just let's see how this review fits in. So this review is from loveshinesdown at gmail.com. And uh, quote, not a very well executed attempt at something new. The guess, Barber, the guess's timing, tone, and lackluster sense of attention did not fit well into the Lotus formula at all. Almost all main guitar notes were missed, and most signals from Greenfield were ignored completely. All right, Love Shines Down is just shining some major love on us right there. I feel like warm and fuzzy inside. I feel like goosebumps of happiness that literally every, like, the guest timing tone and lackluster sense of attention <laughs> oh my god what are you gonna do about people folks what are you gonna do you couldn't find anything to like in the song set <laughs> nothing to like all right fine let's go to camp bisco three this is alan's first camp bisco um uh, actually i don't know what number camp bisco this is but this is uh August 25th, 2006, and this is Humu into Great Abyss. I dig this riff. I like this a lot. I know we're probably not going to loop on this riff because it's probably hard to realize how cool it is in that moment. But I think we're gonna we can make a song out of that for sure. Let's see where we go here, though. Let's let's take this in. You guys can figure what this looks like if you want to picture it a little with me. This is 2006, so it's before the raid sticks. It's before the neon EDM thing happened. It's a lot of, you know, hippie skirts and rope necklaces and hula hoops and, you know, it's counterculture at this time in our career. And the, the crowd was very counterculture. A lot of barefoot people dancing in the dirt. 
And this is like the funky stuff They're all getting around there probably This is probably very You know a lot of people hanging out Hanging out with their friends Watching the band play It's a good vibe free there we almost got loose you can hear the looseness creeping in you can hear the the destruction of a perfectly good funky jam occur step by step here
Wow, that was a really nice melody on top of that riff. I really liked it. It took me out of thinking about talking to you guys. It just took me into that place where I was just kind of the music became a physical thing for me for a second, just now listening to it. And then we turned it into Great Abyss because we're just working up there, you know what I mean? We got a job to do. But we, we got there, and I really think that if people listen to this music and they focus on the lack of perfection in the music, if you focus on the weird notes that don't make any sense, you kind of miss the, the moment where it opens up into something that's beautiful and nobody saw coming. Even people have seen the band a thousand times. Or maybe, let's say, 400 times. How many times has the most people seen the Biscuits? There's got to be a couple 500s coming up at this point. And the, you got to look past some some of the experimental stuff with this band, I really feel like. like and that's a perfect example of just the, the all these Camp Bisco jams that Rich has put together. To, I listen to all of them, and I said to myself, well, the band's kind of playing super loose, and yet... Here we go. We found this section of music that... I mean, I've never heard anything sound like that before. I've never heard a Biscuit Jam get there before to that spot. So I feel good about it. psyched was the crowd hearing Alan play campus go for the first time and this is the kind of stuff he's doing it's just it's so on the money and just rock solid how psyched must the crowd have been you know change drummers like how's the new guy gonna do I don't know and then this is what happens it must have just been awesome very happy times I know the band felt great about it
How do you fade this out? How do you get out of here? How do you turn this off? You can't. Can't turn this off. Listen to this. This is pure fire. Extra. This is free jam. Free jam of pure fire right here. I don't think we're supposed to jam here. I think we just couldn't stop. We couldn't hold it back. This is extra time right here. kid used to go to the quarter arcade and play arcades and there was a woman with the steering wheel and a little pedal uh, it was called like outrun or something like that and uh if you drove it super smooth you would you would win if you drove if you tried to drive as fast as possible you would never win if you drove it super smooth you would always win and you would get this extended play at the end where you got to run a couple more laps, uh, you know, because it, it's all about how long you get to play the game for the quarter. You know, that was the whole game back then. And uh, you used to get extra play if you drove super smooth through the track and you used to get a couple more laps and it was a super great reward. And that was what that last jam was. That was the extra play outrun re- reward right there. Let me do one more question. This has been episode seven, guys. Uh, sorry for the delay on this one. We're trying to not do that in the future, but it was a crazy week, and we'll get into that this summer as we talk about stuff. But I just want to do one question as we go. This is from Morg Dusseldorf at Little Hetty Boop. She says, at Tadpots, thank you so much for the Colorado run last week. It was my first three biscuit shows, and I'm finally recovering from three straight nights of headbanging. Dope, Little Hetty Boop. That's great. Uh... Question, any songs you feel like fans like more than you do and why? Um, I don't know if there's any songs that the fans like more than me. There's definitely songs the fans like less than me, that's for sure. There's not songs that the fans like more than me. I like all the songs. Um, You know, it is really great. A part of a song like the Hope Fugue or let's say uh, Abraxas or you know something where it's very well coordinated it's really fun to pull that off successfully that's a great experience you can really apply that to any song in general and it's really great when you do but when you play those really tight things and they come together really well that always feels good yeah all the songs are great. I think the fans, you know, got to reach out and send tweet at me at touchdowns all day and tell me what songs they like. And then I'll tell you which ones I disagree with them about. And maybe we'll do that on episode eight. Thank you guys for listening to episode seven. Thank you to nugs.net for everything that they do. And thank you to Max Platt Consulting, concentrate on cannabis.com. Help those guys out. They're supporting the show. If you love the show, support those guys. We love them. 